Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know, I've been starting to, how many have been starting to see stuff work? You know what I'm saying? I really seriously, man, it started happening the other day. The Lord said to me, something happened was really crazy. Um, it was really funny. Somebody called me up. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is, this is you, right? And I, I, I was telling them, my parents, and they're like, they're like, this is you. I said, no, that ain't me. Well, we're trying to get, we're trying to get this work, this work stuff. You know, it was work-related, business-related stuff. It was business stuff. It was funny. A guy calls up and says, hey, I got to give you this work stuff. And I said, uh, I don't even know who this guy is. So I was like, okay, crowd chilling, you know, all right. Then I found out it wasn't even me. It wasn't even me they were looking for so I said, well, you know, I'd be interested if, you know, if you ever, said, let me get back to you. Next thing you know, called the next day, I said, yeah, you know what, we'd be willing to listen to you. I said, look at this. I hung up the phone. I didn't even think I walked away. God said, what did you tell me? I forget this stuff like you do. He said, what did you ask me? I said, I asked you to bring me my stuff. That's all I'm bringing it. Don't look shocked when it shows up, kid. So you got to get ready now. I don't even know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Get, it'll, work will come from everywhere. People coming, they don't even know why they're Why am I getting, tell me, you ever hear this one? I don't know why I'm using you. I just like you. Favor make up the difference. Let me tell you something about favor. Favor is worth in a thousand days of labor. It's better. You get favor on your life, favor open doors. They're like, oh, you, you know what I mean? Favor is nice. You ever have favor? Yeah, you guys walk in, hey, you're here. Like, hey, yeah, I'm here. I don't know who I am, but praise the Lord. I'm glad you like me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get favor on your life, but you could, you, could, you could become, you know how you increase favor? But your mouth. Don't be all negative. People are so negative and grumpy. and so, You ever see people get negative and grumpy? You didn't want to do nothing for them people. You ever see people that just don't have joy? Have joy even though you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor say, have joy. Have joy. Look at your neighbor and say, put a smile on your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm mad. Who wants to hang? You want to go to a baseball game with somebody acting like that all day? I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy. I'm, ah, man, I don't even want to be around you. Get away. You, ever, you know what I'm saying? You could, go, you could go somewhere with somebody happy. You have a good time. Amen. Be get happy. And all you girls, get happy. You won't stay single long. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell the girls, I tell, all, I tell, I tell the two I got, boys like happy girls. Real quiet in this Presbyterian church all of a sudden. Do you like that? You know what I'm saying? That? Oh, oh, I'm telling you, like, men like happy women. Go home and look at, oh, grumpy. Pray to God. Hallelujah. Don't be grumpy. I'm telling you. Amen? And boys, you better be nice and be kind. Women like kind boys, kind men. Be kind. Don't tell her she's grumpy. You'll get in trouble. But when she's grumpy, start being kind. And maybe you could shift the atmosphere of the house. Hallelujah. Amen? You know how I usually do it? I start getting funny. Hallelujah, amen. Start, go do something goofy this afternoon, amen. You'll be all right, okay? You got to keep these girls happy, amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know how we got on that, but that's for all the single people. Glory to God, amen. All the married people, I'm just praying for you, amen. Praise the Lord. Point number four, we've been talking about prayer, amen. Is the prayer's been good, right? You got you to you get a scripture, right? Got to get your scripture. I got my scripture. Got to believe I receive. Got to get ready, kind of go through one point, I was going to say point four, I'm going to give you, you know, I gave them to you in order, but we'll go before. Number this, you got number four is this, you got to guard your mind. Got to. After faith's been released, you got to guard your mind. Is that okay? You have to guard your mind. Okay. 
couple things I want to talk to you about. Now we're talking about prayer, okay? So we said, okay, I'm praying, I'm right, finding my scriptures, find scriptural proof, God's scriptural proof. Scriptural proof is very important. That's 1 John 5, 14 and 15. It's the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his word, we know that he hears us. His will and his word are one, okay? God is will. God. Now listen, don't go home and leave the, uh, do what I'm telling you to do. It works. You get what I'm saying? Go find a scripture. Well, I don't know no scripture. Go Google it. You'll find it. Go talk to somebody with a here to help shirt. Somebody will show you how to do it. Miss Linda will help you. Okay? Go in there and say, I need a scripture about this. You could it, it, remember this. Remember Mark 11, 23 and 24? Just write these down on your notes if you're taking notes. Mark 11, 23. Just speaking to the mountain, saying to the mountain, though, be removed, cast the sea, shine on the Look at verse 24. Whatsoever you desire when you pray. Look at verse 24. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you received it and you shall have it. Whatsoever desire. Hey, I got a question for you. If God's not a given kind of God, why would he say you shall receive them? Them desires. Well, my desire is my business. Your desire is your business. Is that okay? Did you get that? See Mark eleven twenty four. 24? Believe you receive. Right? Therefore, I send you whatsoever things you desire. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. Well, it's them, desires. Where do your desires come from? From you. If you can link your desire to a seed, you got a harvest. Man, if you can get that. If you can link your desire to a seed and plant that seed, you get a harvest. That's how it works. Well, you say it's a desire. I don't mind. I don't mind. Want to get a boat? He'll show you how to get a boat. You want one? He'll show you how to get a good one. He's the best boat guy there is. But here's the thing. Go slow. Wait a minute now. What if I got a desire to have that? Some of you guys got that desire. Ain't nothing wrong. That's your desire. Uh, how, what do I do? I told them what to do in a bill. You sow towards it. Say, so I can't buy a boat. You can make somebody, you could help somebody get theirs. I'm telling you, they caught it Friday, whatever night that was. Paul took a great offer Friday. Thursday night, I said something. The people started catching it. Because whatever I sow reproduces in my life. Let me ask you a question. If you stick an apple seed in the ground, what do you get? What do you do? Stick strawberries. What if you put an orange tree? What if you stick money? There is a money tree. You got to plant it. You know, some, whoever told you money, maybe your mama said money don't grow on trees. She didn't know nothing about the kingdom. It does. There's a money tree. Put it in the ground. Put it in the ground. You got clothes? Why don't you sew clothes? Come on, pay attention. I'm teaching faith. Say, what kind of church is this? Is this a materialistic church? No, it's a faith church. You want some shoes? Put it in a seed before you put it on your feet. You put it in your feet first, guess what? You got your heart. Guess what? You put it on your feet first, that is your harvest. You put it in the ground first, there ain't no telling what's coming back. You see it? You see, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, live by it. You, did you pull that in? My desire has got to be connected to a seed, but if I can get my seed connected to a desire, I can work the kingdom. If you would say, plant it. If you would sow, plant it. Come on. This is how prayer works. Prayer. I was talking to, I was talking to somebody. I said, all day long, you should be talking to God, telling God stuff. 
God, what about this? God, what about that? God, this, God, that. He'll heal your body. He'll help you. He'll do it all. But now here's the arena, okay? You with me? You got to make sure. Everybody say, make sure. I guard my mind. Here's why. After faith has been released, there's going to be a period maybe of time. And if you're not careful in that time period, you might forfeit what you're believing. Did you get that? I got to guard my mind. Because where do my, now here's the thing, write this down. My thoughts come from a couple places. Here's three major ones. Number one, observation. What I observe. Second, I observe stuff. So I make things come to my head. Observations are dangerous sometimes because they could be contrary to the word of God. Is that okay? That's why it's good to keep good counsel around you to listen to. If you're, if you're only listening to yourself, we, you're going to have a problem. You really are. You got to have some truth above your head, okay? So, so is that okay? Now, here's the next one. You ready for this? What, what do we say? Observation, association. 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 Does that make sense? Who you hang out with, or who you associate with, or who you, who you basically spend time with. Now, I granted, you got to, you, you got, and then the next thing is teaching. Those are, that's where my thoughts come from. If I get around you long enough, I'll start thinking what you think. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't even want to tell you this, but I'm not saying it. But, but if I hang out with you, I'll start sometimes picking up on your frequency, what you're hearing in your head. It's true. Because it's, it's, it really starts happening. But that's, that's they would say, well, you read your mind? No, what happens is this, you just, you, 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 watch, you ever hang around with people at that party? They party way too much. You hang around them long enough, you'll, you'll start wanting to party and not even know why. Their craziness is rubbing off on you. You ever, watch, I prove to you. You ever hang around broke people long? Can't afford this, can't afford that, can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't. Next thing you know, you're like almost, I can't, I, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Come on, right? You ever, get, you ever hang around people that have wealth? They don't care about nothing. Makes you almost goofy. That cost, they don't, you don't hear none of that. Listen, what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you what you hang around with starts rubbing off on your thinker. That's why you got to get rid of some people. Well, I'm all negative all the time. Well, don't bring your negative around here. Come around me and get happy or get out of my way. Now, listen, why is this so important? Because if I'm waiting for promises to come to pass, which you are, I got to cultivate this thing. Let me tell you about a seed. A seed in its infancy stage is delicate and it's dangerous because it's subject to damage. I'm not just going to go, go out there and just got to protect it. So I got to be careful where I kind of expose it. I got to be careful what I let come in my head. Because not everything around you is good for you. I'm just telling you where thoughts come from. Why? Because if you're not careful, when you believe, you receive, and then you pray, everybody in here has got a faith project, right? Everybody in here has got a prayer project, right? Everybody in here is praying for something. Guess what's going to show up? Negative stuff. Why is negative stuff going to show up? It's trying to get, see, because here's the thing. You, you've, you've started the process of, I, I believed I received, right? I found the scripture because we're moving ahead. Now we're in the, this is the most critical time. How many of you found the scripture? How many of you got your scripture locked in? How many of you added with your scripture, I believed I received when I prayed? How many of you believe I'm working the system, right? How many of you believe I'm keeping this? Now, what happens now, pastor? I got some time. I got promises I planted 20 years ago. What are you supposed to do with a 20-year promise? What do I do now? You better not let go of it, right? 
So what do I got to do? I got to keep my head right because fear might come in and go, you think that seed's going to work? You better believe it. Doubt was going to try to come in there and go, you really believe in this? Come on, you see what I mean? I'm giving you the ultimate plan to say when this stuff starts showing up, you got to start answering it because it's talking to you. Saying, oh, oh, Dad, how many even believe in God for a loved one to get saved more than 10 years? Come on, right? They don't look like they're getting better. They look like they're getting worse. That'll move you if you're not careful. Somebody came in here this morning, come in here and said, when I was, they were leaving and they said, I've been believing for my son and he's in the stage of the game. I'm real, I, Pastor, you agree with me. I said, you got it, Matthew 18, 19. We pray and we agree, it shall be done. Come on, listen to me. I'm talking about people that are really believing God. Well, I don't have that. How many of you believe in God for your financial situation to change? How many of you waiting for the doctor report to change? How many of you waiting to get a growth in your in arena of your mind or your thought life? Come on, how many of you waiting for the businesses and stuff? Come on, man, how many of you believe in God for your kids and changing? Come on, this is where it happens in prayer. If God's a God and he cannot lie, we ain't got to worry about God. I'm worried about you. Are you going to let go of what you tell me you got because you got a little bit of pressure? Come on, Numbers 23, 19, my, I, it's my favorite scripture in the Bible. Now, God is not a man that he should lie. What? Neither the son of man that he what? He needs to repent. Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? Come on. Hath he not spoken it, and shall he not make it good? He's going to do what he said. We ain't got to worry about God. It's you I'm worried about. Are you going to hang in what you said? So write these down. This is what you do. You got to get this thing in your every, remember this, you have to guard against every evil thought that comes into your mind to try to make you doubt God's word. Anything that tries to come against you to make you doubt God's word, you got to get rid of it. Okay? 2 Corinthians says this in verse 10 and verse 3. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. For the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations. And rut, and bringing into knowledge everything. And it says this, it says everything that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. You got three? Go to three, this way they can see it. I just went quick. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk. We don't war after the flesh. What's he say right here? Next verse, look. Come on. For the weapons of our war for what? They're not carnal. They're not, they're not flesh ruled. They're spirit being. You understand that? You're getting this. They're spirit stuff. You're playing on a different level when you start operating. Well, my life don't change. Your life don't change because you're not using the principles of the kingdom. The minute you start using principles of the kingdom, natural bows its knee. It has to. It has no jurisdiction authority. Stand there and demand it and decree it. And the only reason why it ain't working is because people, you quit on it. You press it for a minute, and then you back up off it because you don't think you got a right to it. God's ways aren't your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. That's not because you ain't smart. You're brilliant. God sees you a million times, thousand times bigger than you are. See yourself like God sees you, the person of dominion. So you made some mistakes. Join that club. Don't let the mistakes disqualify you from your destiny. You get that? Did you pull that in? Come on. You got to get this and pull this thing in. For the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling out. I know that scripture. Well, start doing that scripture. I know. Then why are you all frazzled? I know what that Bible says. Well, do it. Cast it down. And don't let your mouth say nothing different than what the Bible says. You understand? You hush your mouth. Ask your mouth 
Next time you're going to say something, say, can I let my mouth say what it's getting ready to say? Okay, let me ask you a question. If you think it is, if you, let me promise you, you're going to get what you say. So if you don't want what you say, don't say it because you're going to get it. It's a law. I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. It got here before you were born. That's a, is gravity? Oh, I don't believe in gravity. Okay, try it. Try it. Give it a rip. I'm just going to jump. I'm going for it. Go ahead and knock yourself out. Go ahead. You'd be screaming out the, oh, I don't believe in gravity. Pow. Done. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't care. It's a law. You get it? I'm not telling you to do nothing goofy. It's a law. So, Pastor Chris, you're giving me God's laws. You're just, listen to me. Every problem you got is formed and found in doubting God. That's all it is. Let's stop jacking around playing games in here. You're doubting God somewhere because you don't believe what he said he could do, he could do. You, me, and everybody else in the room. Let's not play and let's be truthful. So now I got to get the principles to produce the proof of faith to show me what God said he can do, he can do in my life. And I'm, I'm so preacher, I'm so ready. I, don't patty cake me and placate me and pablum pump me and bottle feed me. Tell me the truth. Here's the truth. You get the faith, he's going to be the God that shows up in your life you ain't got the faith you got no exchange it ain't on god it's on you and me thanks amen now we can get somewhere now i gotta get some proof some word some truth and i go do it i'm ready this is my season i'm breaking out cast down why because if you get negative thoughts guess what they do they get to a place where they start becoming the projection of your belief because the devil understands you greater than you know you he knows if you think something long enough you will become it so because he knows, because you see, you're really like a, you're like a really what you are is a human projector. The Bible says that the light of man was the life of man and the light in man illuminates. So the devil knows if I can get the wrong slide in front of you, I could produce the wrong image about you and I could basically self-defeat you because of the negative opinion you have of yourself. So you're like a light bright. You know what I'm saying? Remember that thing? Remember Light Bright? Remember that? You get all those pegs and you made it in and you look, 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 it's a pumpkin. Or look, look, look. Right? And then you pull it out and the paper was like the picture and then you put it in with You know what I'm talking about? That's you. So you put in peg. You got one? Yeah, good. Praise God. Bring it. We'll use it next week. Right? You're like a Light Bright. See, some of you put your little light. Like, look, ooh, it looks like lack. No, you got to get rid of that image. That's the wrong image. Ooh, it looks like this. Get rid of it. How you see yourself, how you see yourself is not really who you really are. Because you see yourself probably wrong. So it's okay. Let's just see what the Bible says. So look at this right here. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? They're mighty through God. They're pulling down a stronghold. So you got to pull down a stronghold. What's a stronghold? Stronghold is a wrong idea that God didn't and built a little fortress in your head. Did you get that? How to get in there? You put it in there. You got a little fortress in your head, a little, little fort. Remember when you were a kid, you made a fort out of pillows? Remember that? You got a little fort? Build a little fort. I build a little fort. Where you going? Live my fort. Kids do it right now. They throw a tent over the thing. They're like, we got a fort. Some of you got a fort in your head we need to get rid of. Blow it up. Get rid of it. Blow up the fort in your head because the fort in your head is showing you where you can live. Get rid of it. Look at this. Look at this over here. And casting down imaginations. What's that mean? Wrong pictures. Wrong pictures of who you are, what you could be, what you could do, where you could go, what you could say. Get rid of it. 
What do you mean an image? It's a picture. Picture. Where'd it come from? How do I know? Cast down the wrong ones. Watch what it says here. That, and what? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everything comes against what God said about you, cast it down. Bring it into captivity. How about this one? And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You can't just let your head think what your head wants to think and think it's you. It ain't you. Listen to me. I love you. Pay attention to me. You got to qualify every thought you ever had. And I got news for you. You ain't never had an original thought a day in your life. Somebody thought it one day, one time, one thing, one place. Come on, guys. You got to go, can I think that? Can I believe that? Can I receive that? Can I meditate on that? Well, why do you think that? Well, why does the enemy keep throwing the same thought over and over and over and over and over on you? Because he's a mastermind. The devil ain't stupid. He's brilliant. He understands the Bible better than you do. Because he knows Joshua 1.8. He said what? Don't let this book of the Lord depart out of mouth, but meditate therein day and night to observe to do. He knows if you meditate in it long enough, you're going to do it. So he tried to get that, hey, hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to look at that because if I keep looking at that, I'll be that. Why do you think he tries to show you those images of you? They're lies. He needs your faith to empower his lies. So what you do with his lies, you put the truth on it and the lies got to go. You got to discipline the devil too because he'll just keep coming back. You're like, oh, well, no, no, you got to tell him what the word says. When he speaks to your mind, you speak with your mouth. When he speaks to your mind, you open your mouth and declare and decree. When he speaks to your mind, you see and you say. When he speaks to your mind, you get that word coming out your mouth. You got, well, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't bump what you're going to do. Get the word of God coming out. I'm the healer of the Lord. I'm the prosperous. My, my, what God put together, no man will put us under. You got to speak the word. Yeah. You can't be a lazy Christian, guys. And, how, and listen, you got to, now watch this. Why ain't it, why, you ever ask yourself, why ain't it coming out of my mouth? Hasn't become the abundance of your heart yet. You got to get it to become the abundance of your heart. How you do that? Feed on it. Did you get that? You got to eat it. Word of God's food. You getting this? Did you get that? Is that cool? So what do I got to do? You got to get rid of doubt. Everybody say get rid of doubt. Yeah. Remember this. Doubt's got an evil report. Faith's got a good report. Doubt your doubts. You remember Philippians 4 and 8? Finally, my brethren, be strong. You know, do all that. Finally, my brethren, think upon these things, I should say. The good, the honest, right? What's everything? What's everything? True. Are you doing this? Well, I read it last week, but I go home and you don't do it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, what's, uh, I, this, uh, this is all you can lay in your head. True, honest, just, pure. If it ain't in your head, get rid of it. Come on, go. Thank you. Whatsoever, lovely, if it ain't lovely. Isn't she lovely? No, not like that. Lovely thoughts. Come on, lovely thoughts. Ask yourself in your head, is this a lovely thought? Come on, are you seeing this? Lovely Good report. How many of you eat up bad report all day long? Get rid of the bad report. If this ain't a good report, get it out of your head. Good report. Virtue. Praise. Think on these. Think on these. 
You, come on, man. You ever, look, listen to me. Write this down. For some of you worrying people, you worry, worry, worry. The first time you hear it, it's going to be the worst time you hear it. The first time you hear it is going to be the worst time you hear it with the worry. You ever notice everything seems it's worse the first time you hear it? Then you think about it. It ain't really that bad. And everyone, you got an alarmist in the family somewhere. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're calling you. They don't even know what the word. Oh, my God. God, you're not going to believe this. Oh, God. God, what happened? My neighbor parked on my grass. Just chill out, bro. Sean will whip the truck around and hit the thing with the weed whipper. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Chill out. That's kind of funny, though. <laughs> I just got that, Sean. Your partner's up here in the front row. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, meaning this, it's not that big a deal, and there's a way to answer it with the Word of God. It only seems the worst the first time you get it. I got to be careful. I don't doubt, because here's what's going to happen. After faith's been released, and I'm believing my prayers are going to come up, the battle's going to be in the head thereafter, because God's doing his part. I just got to stay sound. Got to know what else. Got to watch out for fear. Write that down. I can't doubt. Because doubt is rebellion against God. I mean, Kenton Hagen was funny one time. He was talking about, um, he was talking about um, being in a place of doubt, you know, coming off a deathbed and all that stuff. Um, go to Mark eleven twenty three. just says, says, shout out doubt in his heart. Just write it down. And then I'm going to take you to James chapter 1. You guys are doing great. Go to, go to Mark eleven twenty three. See that right there? Be thou cast in the sea and shout out doubt in his heart. Go to the next part of that. You guys see this? Everybody see that doubt? Now go to James 1 and 6. Is that okay? You got that? Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a what? Sign, circle wavereth. The word doubt and the word wavereth are the same. Okay? You get that? Everybody say doubt and waver. Same thing. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers like a waver to see, tossed to and fro. Right? You look at the word wavereth, it easily explains doubt in a simple definition. You want to know what it means? Differ. Don't differ. No, different. we have a difference. Don't have a difference from what God's word says. Just be one with it. Even if you don't understand it, just agree with it. Amos 3.3, how could two walk together unless they agree? Can't agree with somebody, you can't, you can't find it. Gotta find agreement. Is that okay? Did you get that? So doubt and differ mean the same. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Gotta have agreement. So differ, differ in doubt, wavereth. He that wavereth, right? He said, if any man ask, let him ask what? Let, if any man, let him ask in faith. For any man that wavers, what? He's unstable. He said, you know what it all says there? Here, look, go back to 1.6. Watch this. He said this. He said, let that man ask in faith. If not, he's unstable in everything. You got to get to a place of faith. Go to verse 5. Just look at verse 5. Here, watch. You can see this thing. Yeah, 1 and 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. God gives to all men liberally. He's a liberal giver. And upbraided not, it shall be given to him. Go. 6, you're doing great. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wait for he that wavers like a wave of the sea. What? Driven with the wind and tossed. Look at verse 7. For let that man think he shall receive anything from God. He ain't getting nothing from me. You want to know why? Watch this. Not because God's mean or weird, but because of this. He knows that if you don't have faith, you don't get nothing from God. And if you don't figure out faith, you can forget it. 
So everything you try to go get, you ain't going to get without faith. Because Hebrews eleven six 6 says the only thing that pleases God is faith. And the only way to exchange with God is from faith. So what's faith? That's why the faith seminar was like worth a billion dollars. Go back and listen to the CD podcast, whatever we got. Because if I don't know what it is, how can I get God to do something? Because God ain't going to do it just because you need it. He got to have faith. And that's Adam's fault, and we ain't going to get into all that, but bottom line, we got, if I got to have faith for it's like going to the bank without a bank book, checks, and you can't deposit and withdraw. You have to have the currency to move it. So you got to know how. Okay, did you get that? Why is that so important? I got to be careful not to doubt. Kenneth Hagin said this. You see doubt differ? See what doubt means? Doubt means to differ with your mouth. Don't say nothing different than what God says. And if you're going to say something different than what God says, don't say it. Disagree. Because that's an evil report and you don't want that. Did you get that? Is that important? Really important. You got to get it. Because if you get it, you understand. I'm not going to say it. Hardest thing in the world is not to say something sometime. Just don't say nothing. Sometimes the kindest word said is a word that's left unsaid. Don't say none. Cheater? Just leave it. I ain't saying it. And then everybody, when you know, when you're mad too, you want everybody to say, don't say it. What you going to say? You got someone to say it. You know what I'm saying? Then you're like, how bad do I want to mess up the rest of my afternoon? And then when you get on, you're like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what I'm going to say everything else too. I'm going to say it. Why don't you say what you're going to say first? Y'all don't do this? Yeah, you do. You lie. You lie and you try to keep a straight face in church. You're so devilish, some of you. Cut it out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Relax. You're not devilish. Right? Like, no, you go, no, you go ahead. You go, go, you go ahead. You say it. Say what you want to say. You know you want to say it. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. And you just wait. Woo! Come on, buttercup. Say it. Then you prod a little bit. You like your mother. That's what your problem is. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! It's coming now. Hey, you lit the fire now. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm going to let it all out. Ah, come on. Come on, right? Listen, here's the thing. Just go slow. Don't let doubt come out of your mouth. Doubt means differ. Everybody say differ. You don't want to have difference of mouth. Here's a big one. Ready? Fear. You got to resist fear. Write that down. Resist fear. Fear is the spirit. Fear is the spirit. Fear, I told him in the morning, it has a symptom to it. You know, like, you know I, was, I was telling him, I said, fear sometimes would be like a panic attack. That's fear. Every time you had a panic attack, that was just the devil. That ain't no, that ain't no, that ain't no, oh, I'm going to diagnose it. I'll tell you what it feels like. Heart starts racing, pow, 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 cold sweat, clammy hands. You feel dizzy, you feel like you're going to faint. That's the devil. Come in there through a wrong thought. You're going to die. You ain't going to die. Just sit there and hang on. Listen, I'm being serious with you. I'm, I'm telling you, if you have a physical symptom, sometimes I, you got to be careful, though. Sometimes the enemy tries to deceive you. Fear is dangerous because fear robs you of faith. Every time there's faith, the opposite is fear. So when you're in faith, fear is kind of cool. It really is. You said it's a spirit. Yeah, I know. And when it comes, I start laughing at it. Like, oh, I'm on to something. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be here if I didn't have faith. <laughs> you got to turn that joke around. You got to sit there and go, 
Oh, you here? Praise the Lord. You got to go, but I know why you're here. Because if I wasn't in faith, you wouldn't be here. Hey! Hey! You better get what I said. Uh, you get in a business deal and it's big and you know God said go and you taking the step and fear shows up, say, I'm doing it. Praise the Lord. Why? You just told on yourself, devil, I'm closer than I ever been to a breakthrough in my life. Because if you showed up, you're trying to stop me from going someplace God's trying to take me to. And I ain't going to let your little smoke screen stop me from God's greater blessing. So thanks for telling me I'm on the right road going somewhere. Thanks for telling on yourself. Praise the Lord. And then rebuke it until it beat it. You just expose yourself and now I got you. Bye. See it? See it? It's telling himself. Why are you? Here's another one. Why are you bringing me all these crazy ideas of it not working? If it wasn't going to work, why are you trying to disturb me from something? Wouldn't you just leave me alone if it wasn't going to work? Look, I've been around. Can I help you? Watch. I've been around, people come to me with some brainstorms sometimes. Pastor, I want to go do this. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, go. If you want to do. And you kind of, what do you do? Like, here, watch. How about some of you with kids? You know what that kid just told you ain't going to work. Ain't no way in God's green earth it's going to work. What do you do as a good parent? Okay, if that's what you want to do, go for it. You don't say nothing else. Why? Because you know you're going to have an argument all day long. So what do you do? You don't say nothing. But what do you see them do when they go and make the right choice? You encourage them. So how about the devil? Why is he telling himself? Why are you trying to deter me from something or discourage me from something? It might just be working, huh? So he's telling on himself. If you got discouraged about that call of God on your life, you're right on it. If you feel frustrated in your job and you want to be in the ministry, you're in the right spot. Just stay in that job. Just hang on. You'll be all right. Why? Because when you're getting frustrated, that means there's more for me, but just the timing's got to work out. But don't get all weird with it. Embrace it and go, why are you trying to stop me from my destiny? Why are you trying to stop me from my plan? Why are you trying to stop me from the provision? Why are you trying to give me bad ideas about the good ideas God gave me? Why are you trying to deter me about my harvest that's coming? If my harvest wasn't coming, wouldn't you have just left me alone? You better believe it. You better get excited because whatever you're getting discouraged in, you're taking more days closer to receiving than you are further days away from losing it. Did you get that? Now watch this. You got to be careful because fear will try to stop you. Go to Mark chapter 5. Where was that? 23, 24, or whatever I use this morning. Are you pulling this in? Now you got to get this. Okay, this is very important. I think it was, yeah. Now, was it 5 through 2? And you look where I'm at? Yeah, that's it. Okay, now watch this, right? This is a story of Jairus. And Jairus came to Jesus earlier, and Jairus said, look, my daughter's sick. She's dying. We got a problem. This ain't good. She's sick. She's really sick. She needs help. So Jairus said, okay, to Jesus. He tells Jesus, and Jesus goes, you got it. I'm going to go, and I'll come to your house, and we'll pray for her. So Jairus is all pumped up, right? Mark chapter 5, you read the whole gospel account. So he goes, hey, what's up? Like, hey, can you come pray for my daughter? He goes, okay, let's go to your house. So as they're going to Jairus' house, the woman with the issue of blood interfered and pressed through the crowd as they were going to Jairus' house. You with me? So the woman, you imagine we're going to my house, and the woman with the issue of blood, she's pushing through the crowd. She touches Jesus, and here we go. And he looked around to see her that had done this. And the woman, fearing, trembled, knowing that it was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace, and behold, of thy plague. See that, man? I don't know about you. I'm Jairus. I'm like... Hey, we're going to my house. 
praying for my daughter. This is going to be awesome. This is cool stuff. Got it. Let's go. And all of a sudden, Jay, the one with your blood pushed through. This is a miracle right before your eyes. Everybody's pumped. And, go. and while he yet spake, there came a ruler of the house from the synagogue, which, certain, certain, which said, that daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master any longer. I don't know about you, but that's a real kick in the head, ain't it? We're going to my house. We're going to, we're going to my house. We're over here. We're going to my house. And she come through, push through the crowd, gets a miracle. Woman with the issue of blood right there before you. Can you imagine this? Picture this, right? We're leaving here. We're walking across. This woman pushed through, gets a miracle. We're going to my house. And now all of a sudden, here comes the servant and goes, hey, 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 hey. Don't bother him. She's dead. Now, I got a question for you. Was that a promise that he had? You better believe it. Did he have to carry it? Yes, he did. And what tried to speak him and talk to him to get out of it? Words. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Look what happens next. And Jesus said, as soon as he heard the word, as soon as he heard that word, Jesus said, as soon as he heard the word that was, he said what? Don't be afraid, only believe. Funny how he said, don't be afraid, but be a believer. According to your faith, daughter, your faith, your faith has made you whole. Funny how he's been using faith and belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible, huh, guys? Don't be afraid, be a believer. Believer, and I'm telling you right now and there, Jairus had to make a decision whether he was going to believe or not believe because it was going to be the difference of what Jesus can do. So Jesus went like this, whatever you determine next is up to you because whatever you say, that's what I can do. And the Bible says what? That he went and he agreed with him and he went on to say what? Your daughter is whole. He rose her from the dead. He rose her from the dead. He rose her from the dead. She was dead. He went there and said, I got this, no problem. He went in there and said, arise, and she woke up. I got news for you, right? And I started thinking about something when I was there. I started thinking about Jesus when he went to go see Lazarus. Y'all remember the story? He come in there first thing. What did he say the first thing? He said, said this. they came to him and said, what's up with Lazarus? They were a friend of theirs. He said, oh, Lazarus is sick. He said, he's sick. He said, okay, if he's sick, let him watch some TV. You know what I mean? Hang out, eat some chicken soup. Everything will be all right. He's sick. Jesus said, yeah, cool. He said this, and it's good that he's sick, and it's good that he's dead. Next thing you know, the guy's dead. I said, well, how do you go from there? But Jesus said, the sickness will not end into death. He said, it will not end into death. He didn't tell you he wasn't going to die, but I don't know about you. I would have been checking Jesus' resume because you just told me the dude wasn't going to die. He said, no, I didn't tell you the dude wasn't going to die. I told you it ain't gonna end in dead you better get that see some of you like but it's dead you can get i'm gonna say it again all right let's be let let's let you're gonna have to help me right all right let's do this all over again okay lazarus is sick and jesus said yeah he's sick he's sick and he all right okay lazarus is sick we're very concerned about lazarus what's up with that his friends were concerned about he said lazarus is sick next thing you know jesus said not only is he sick he's dead but Jesus said the sickness will not end in death. So I don't know about you. So the disciples are hanging out, and Jesus said, let's stay here four days, which three days meant what? The spirit of a body. Hebrew tradition says the spirit of a body can hover over the body for at least three days, but after three days, it's pretty much hopeless. Jesus said, let's hang out here four days to show you that hopeless situations can turn around. Oh, this is Jesus. But Jesus is funny. Jesus is like a character. Jesus is like a character. You know, Jesus is chilling like, hey, we're going to stay here four days, bro. And then it gets worse. You want to know why? Where they're going is miserable because they're ready to kill them where they're going. He said, we're going to sit here. Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, Lazarus ain't saying sick. That joker is dead. And it's good for your sake that he's dead. 
Man, I would have been looking in the paper for a new job if I was one of the disciples. You people too caught in your head. Can you imagine this? I'm following this dude around in sandals and a robe in the middle of the desert. They call him Jesus. He's the Messiah. Everything this dude's been doing has been working out just fine, but I don't know. He might have lost out today. He might be having a bad day, Jesus. Just, just maybe. If I was with Billy and Paul and some of you guys I could really talk real, I'd be like, look, dude, we might have to overthrow the king because he's losing it. He just told us that he's just sick. Now he went from sick to dead. Now we ain't going there but four more days, and it's good that the dude died, and he's, he's dead. He said he wasn't going to die. I don't know what's going on here. It looks like Jesus is coming off the rails just a little bit in a natural mindset. You said he wasn't going to die. He's dead. You're leaving us here four days. I don't know what's going on. I might be looking for a new job on Monday. Bottom line, I'm going to find a new church. Next, here we go. Why? And here we go. And he gets there, and he said, where that joker at? He said, man, he stink. Here comes more negative. Don't worry about it. Roll the rock and let's get going. And Jesus gets there and said, Lazarus, come up out of there. Because I got to get these people to see something. What's that, Jesus? He wept. He was cute. He wept because he feels what you feel. See, Jesus weeping was, that's another story and a half that I cannot understand. Why are you weeping when you got the answer? Why are you weeping with them? You knew why you went there to roll that rock. Why did you still cry when she cried? Because I feel what you feel. Don't you ever forget that about my God. He feels what you feel, but he can't do nothing till you get to faith. He feels what you feel, but he can't do nothing till you get to faith. And he said, roll the rock and get out the way. And he said, Lazarus, come up out of there. Because I got to let these people know that even in dead situations, I'm still the resurrection and the life. And I can turn anything around. And guys, remember this. I told you it wasn't going to end in death. Now get this. Pull this in. Your, pull this in. I didn't tell you that situation you're in wasn't going to look dead. It probably is dead. But it's okay. I'm the resurrection in life, and I can turn everything around. Come on, somebody. So when you look at these things, I've been waiting for 40 years. It ain't over yet, honey. It's got resurrection power still, but it looks like we're done. We ain't done. We're just starting. It looks like it's over. It looks like it's finished. It looks like he ain't doing it. I got news here. He's got resurrection power to turn it around. Come on, stand up on your feet. He can turn it around. He can turn it around. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.